0: And now, I come to some conclusions. The first conclusion is this. To think that I am greatest devotee, to think that I am a great devotee, is nothing but illusion, is nothing but delusion, a big mistake. And moreover, to hear Others' experience is nothing but a great epic, Bhāgavata. Bhāgavata is a story, full of stories of devotees. When you let me know your experiences, I am privileged to hear Bhāgavatam, stories of God. This is my conclusion. And it was Parikshit of Bhāgavata who attain liberation by listening to the experiences of devotees through the sage Sukha, S-U-K-A. I understand that life is a long journey, that life is a continuous journey, that life is an eternal journey that we have to advance, advance. I am fully convinced of the fact that Swami may convey His message through anybody here. Anyone whom I meet, anybody whom I come across may have some message to convey to me which is Swami's inspiration, which is Swami's will. That's what I have come to conclusion. Therefore, the spirit that I achieved something Better be given up immediately. That we have got to try to remove all the obstacles along our journey, along our spiritual path. Not even in the dream. Let's not consider ourselves superior to anybody. That we are more knowledgeable than anybody. And that ego is our worst enemy. And these are the lessons I have learned after talking to these five brethren and sisters. Thank you very much. You. Can we spend some time more? Okay. On 23rd February 2004 I had been to Anantapur, Bhagavan asked me to address youth there studying in Krishna Deva Raya University. There I gave a talk for about one and a half hours or so, directed by Bhagavan. Well, naturally, if you carry the Baba's banner, you'll be a successful speaker a successful singer, you will have good audience. Everything Swami will take care of. Naturally, the talk was quite successful and uh, they have put some questions which I want to share with you. After my return from Anantapur, Swami said, have you not faced with the following questions? He went on telling me all the questions put to me. Then he said, what answers have you given? Then I said, Swami, when you know the questions, (laughs) I know the answers. You know the answers what I have given. Then he said, how do you know? (laughs) Swami, I know these answers because of your discourses. I have gone through your literature, I am sure that I find answers in your discourses. You dealt all the topics under the sun. What is that we run short of? Then he just pinched my cheeks and said, good, good, he said. So, as these things also have been brought to the divine notice and attention, the questions of which he himself said in a sequential order, and endorse my answers, I am sure that you will also appreciate them and be benefited. Question 1. These are all questions from youngsters, postgraduate students, research scholars, some are students of computer science, some are students of business management, a dialogue. A sentence made by the Vice Chancellor of the University, of Krishna Devaraya University, Anuttapur. What did he say? At the end of the meeting he came and told me, Mr. Anil Kumar, in these 23 years of existence of this university, for the first time students behaved in a very nice way. In a very disciplined way. Never they listen to the talks peacefully. You will be finding pelting of stones, heckling, slogans, loud talk, indiscipline. First time, I am so happy to notice silence in the auditorium. Then I said, sir, I tell you the secret. He said, what? We kept on the dais Bhagavan's picture. Six feet long picture. He will see to it that nobody can open their mouth. (laughs) Everything is kept under lock and key. That's all. Tomorrow they will be again normal. Therefore, they're like that. Sir, when his photo could control the whole audience, Can you imagine if he were to be here in physical form? What an impact he would bring in among the youth of this place. I said the same thing to Swami. He was very, very happy. He said, Anil Kumar, have students behaved properly? Have they heard your talk in rapt attention? I said, Swami, everybody heard my talk in rapt attention. Because the president of the meeting, president, who presides over the meeting is the vice chancellor. No, 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 no. The president of this universe, Bhagavan, is Baba presiding over the meeting. Oh, it's a good answer he said. Sami, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that you have locked lips and mouths of everybody and kept the keys here in Prashant Therefore, nobody could open their mouth. Oh, you enjoyed it? (laughs) Yes, Swami, I felt your presence. He was so happy. And questions are from the adults, postgraduate students, professors, grown-up people and research scholars. They are all non-devotees. They are all non-devotees who are exposed to a talk of this kind for the first time. Please note that. These are questions first. Mr. Anil Kumar, we f- see you very happy. What was your the theme of your talk? Oh, good. The theme of my talk, thank you. The theme of my talk is this. University to universality. University to universality. That is the theme of my talk. Of course, Anil Kumar is known for talking, you know. So what what I spoke there, we can think of it later. The questions will be of some interest to you. This first question, Mr. Anil Kumar, we see you very happy. Please let us know how to be happy. Let us know how to be happy. Like you. I said this. My young man, I can understand you. Instead of asking me, how to be happy, please ask yourself, why are you unhappy? (laughs) Ask yourself, why are you unhappy? The very reason, same reason, holds good, in my case, to be happy. But, I am not going to give you uh, an escaping answer, no. To be happy, First thing. We should stop comparing ourselves with others. Second thing. We should stop competing with others. Three. We should not be egoistic. Point four. We should not be jealous of others. Point five. We should find some time for good humor every day. Point six we should find some time to make others happy. Point seven, we should be ready to accept anything given to us at any point of time, not necessarily according to our preferences and choices. Let us have that temperament to consider everything as God's gift. Let us develop this choiceless awareness that will make everybody happy. There was thunderous applause to this answer because it applies to everybody. The second question from a big man. Mr. Anil Kumar, I have that temper in me, temper, anger, I'm angry with everybody. It's very easy to lose my balance in my case. I am always an angry man. How not to be angry? Please tell me. Then I said, point one. This all from our Bhagavan said it. When you are angry, look at your own self standing in front of the mirror. In front of the mirror. You will see how ugly you are. 2. Drink one glass of cold water. That will pacify you. you. 3. Come out of the house. Move freely in the open space. Anger will be pacified. 4. Know the root cause for your anger. What is the root cause for your anger? root cause for your anger is ego. Ego. That you want everybody to follow you. That you want everybody to listen to you. That you think you are right. The other person is always wrong. You think that you are superior to everybody. That others are inferior. You think that you are always correct. That others are wrong. This is ego. Then once this is known, when once you feel that I may be also wrong at times, then once you understand that others also are correct, that others are as good as yourself, that others are as decent as yourself, then there will be no place for ego to exist. You will never be angry with anybody. When you try to understand the other person step into his shoes you will know what life is. The best way to lose anger is to think from the other man's viewpoint of you, not from your viewpoint. This seems to have been widely appreciated. Third question. Sir, many people criticize me Many people make fun of me. This really disturbs me. I am a shy devotee. They make fun of me. How I am a shy devotee and uh, all that in this modern age. They heckle at me. Well, I lose my balance. How to tackle the situation? I told him. Young man, easy. Point one, what did Baba say? When you receive a register letter, when you don't accept it and reject it, the post will go back to the sender. Similarly, when anyone criticizes you, if you don't hear, if you are not affected, it will go back to that fellow who is critical towards you. 1. Number 2. If that fellow criticizes loudly, all his his words will go into the air. If he criticizes you silently, it will apply to himself. Don't worry. 3. If his criticism is correct, correct yourself. Reform yourself. If the criticism is false allegation, don't bother yourself. Baba said, I will not be irritated if anyone calls me bald-headed, because I am not bald. If anyone says that Baba has mop of hair, halo of hair, I am not insulted because I have a lot of hair. So, if that what is in you is said, you don't have to be disturbed. If that is said which is not in you, even in that case you don't need to be disturbed. That's what Baba said. Yes. Another question. What is meditation? How to do it? Point one. Eating, writing, walking, talking, reading, everything is meditation according to Bhagavan Satsangya Baba. Number two. The true sign, true indication, the success of a genuine meditation, the end result of meditation is this. What is it? Thoughtless state. The withdrawal of the mind is the end product, is the end result of any meditation. Point four. This meditation has to be taken up in three steps. The first step is concentration. Second step, contemplation. Third step, meditation. (coughs) Supposing you want to have rose flower. What do you do? You go to the garden. There are so many plants there jasmines, chrysanthemums, dahlias, so many flowers, but you want to have rose flower, so what do you do, you avoid all the rest of the plants, and walk straight to the rose plant, that is concentration, am I clear please, when you stand in front of the rose plant, what do you do, with the help of the scissors. You cut the flower only, avoiding leaves, avoiding branches, avoiding thorns. You cut the flower only. That is contemplation. Third, you collect that flower, enjoy its smell, enjoy its beauty, and you are lost. You forget yourself in watching that flower. That is meditation. So we think that concentration and meditation wrong. We think contemplation and meditation no. Meditation is the third step. That's what I said. Fifth question, sir. Many people question our experiences. What shall we do? I said. Why did you share your experiences with everybody? I am not here to share my experience with everybody. No. Unless you are genuinely interested. Unless you want to know positively. Why should I share my experience with you? I am not supposed to share my experiences with those critics. With those people that question me with those people that doubt me because that will damage my life that will weaken my faith that will make me weak spiritually therefore we are not here to share our experiences standing there on the street with everybody no so your mistake is to tell everybody therefore they are questioning you Swami will send you a genuine man who needs your support, who needs your advice, who requires your personal experiences so that he would be enriched. So, it is your fault. Then, why are you sharing experiences? Have you questioned yourself? Is it for publicity? Is it an ego trick? Is it for name and fair? Why do you do that? Experiences are personal while message is universal. Share the message with everybody because it is universal. Be the devotee or non-devotee. But experiences you can share the devotees only because individual experiences are individual while message is universal. Then another young man, a research scholar has put this question. Sir, so many are dying there in Kashmir. The whole Afghanistan is washed out. The whole Iraq is bombed. There is continuous war between Palestine and Israel. What is Baba doing? Why is He silent? Then I said, Baba wants you to correct yourself first. You are not peaceful with yourself. How do you expect peace everywhere? You are not happy with your own self. How do you find happiness everywhere? Simple example. There is India map on one side. Father brought that map for his son. The son saw the map of India and started playing with it. And unfortunately he tore it to pieces. Father was very much upset. Scolded his son like anything. After some time son brought back the map as it is. Father was surprised. How could you bring this map? He said, Dad, on the other side of the map there is a picture of a man. I kept the first piece where the head should be. I secondly kept the two pieces where the hands are. I kept the third and fourth pieces where legs are located. As I assembled the man, map was set right. So, if you correct yourself, the whole world will be corrected. So don't worry about Iraq and Afghanistan. First worry about yourself. That's what answer I have given. Another question, how to think of God always when I am professionally busy, when I am busy with my research, how can I think of God throughout? Because it disturbs my work, is it possible? Baba said one thing, why do you consider that you are separate from God? Why do you think that research is your work? Why do you think business is your work? Why do you think teaching is your work? There is nothing like your personal work. Everything is God's work. When once you begin your day with a word of prayer everything is God's work. What are we doing now? This is Swami's work. Our friends are recording you are listening, and I am speaking this God's work. We are making, not making any business. We are not selfish. We are not doing it for any name and fame. We want to share with the world of devotees. So they will be very happy. That's our job. This is Swami's work. This is not our personal work. So, when once you do your work in the name of Swami, That becomes God's work, that's all. Nothing like personal work and God's work, that's what I said. Another question from a lady, young lady, a research scholar. Sir, I have so many negative thoughts. What is the remedy now? What's the remedy? I said, you know that your thoughts are negative. It is in your hands to turn them into positive thoughts. Number two, you are comfortable with your negative thoughts, therefore they are coming in sequence all these years. Then once you understand that negative thoughts are dangerous, they would not come to you once again. The one you are holding is not a rope, If you know it is a snake, you drop it immediately. You don't play with it. Is it not? Similarly, when once you know there are negative thoughts, which are dangerous, you don't entertain them. Now, how to give up negative thoughts? By developing positive thoughts, negative thoughts can be given up. Because God is positive. So only a positive mind can experience God, never a negative mind. When you are clicking my photograph, if you turn my back, if I turn my back, can you take my picture? Impossible. I should turn my face towards the lens so that they can take my picture. Similarly, you should turn towards the lens of God. That is a positive mind. That's what I said. Then, another question from another lady. How to give up ego, I said, tell this sentence. O ego, let you go. First you say that. Number two, you can give up your ego by thinking of God. God is greater than you. God is mightier than you. God is more powerful than you. God is omniscient. God is omnipotent and I have nothing in front of me. So, when you think of God, you will be humble. When you think of yourself, you will be egoistic. When you walk towards the sun, the shadow will be behind you. When you walk against the sun, the shadow will be in front of you. Similarly, Walk towards the sun, towards God, there will be no ego at all. You are walking against the sun, against God, so you are guided by your own shadow, the ego, that's what I said. This is a quest- this question is from a mischievous young man. You say that everyone is God. You say that Baba is God. Now tell me how to be Baba now. I want to be Baba. How to be Baba now? I said. Why do you say how to be? You are already Baba. But you have not known it. How to know that? Simple example. You are a postgraduate student. You are a university student. Baba is giving free education there in Prasantinaliyam. You give free tuition, free tutorials to children in the neighboring villages. You are a Baba in miniature. Baba is giving free medicine there. You are organizing medical camps here. You bring doctors. You bring patients. You help them. You are a mini Baba. Baba loves everybody. You start loving everybody. You are Baba. Baba is one of sacrifice. You learn to sacrifice in your own way. You are Baba. So, by cultivating godly qualities, you are God. Being worldly, you cannot know that you are God. So, cultivate Baba qualities. Then you you are Baba. You are not going to become Baba. You are already Baba. That's what I said. Then another question how to influence others, how to influence others, I said. You don't need to influence anybody. You cannot influence anybody because influencing others is a political game. Influencing others is a matter of business. Let us not influence anybody. If at all you want to influence anybody, you should be an example to others. In spite of all these problems, if you are still smiling, if you are still happy, if you still maintain balanced state of mind, people are influenced by your example, not by your words. So how to influence others? By being the best example, by living the principles of Sai, but not preaching on the principles of Sai. Let us live Sai, not speak about Sai. That's what I said. Then another question. Sir, is it possible for all of us to go to Prashantanayam and stay there? We are here in the university. How do you expect all of us to come there? No. How to come to Prashantanayam? i said gentlemen prashantnlm is not there prashantnlm is your heart a peaceful heart is prashantnlm a blissful heart is prashantnlm a heart of love compassion is prashantnlm it is not a just a geographical place so you don't need to come there wherever you feel peaceful That is Prashantranayam. Wherever you feel blissful, that is Prashantranayam. So, don't think of shifting over there. That's what I said. Another man said, Sir, I am a Sai devotee and I saw you there number of times. I saw you talking to students and happily moving with all of them. How are you able to control them and be close to them? How is possible? You are cheerful and very close to them. At the same time, how do you control them in the classroom? Teach them. This question is from a professor. I said, sir, very simple. When your students know that you love them, they will run after you. When your students know that you are they are well They will be with you. Then once students know that you are sacrificing your life, everything for them, they are ready to sacrifice their life. When students receive your love, they love you in turn. Because everything is nothing but reaction, reflection, and resound. The last question. Sir, Are we in delusion? Have we pushed ourselves in this delusion? Or God has thrown us into this delusion? Has God pushed you into delusion? Or have I got into delusion myself? I said, this is only spiritual question I got till now. (laughs) I am glad at least this session is ending with a spiritual question. That's what I told them. God will never push you. God will take you away from bondage. He will pull you out, but He will never push you in. Please understand it. In fact, there is no delusion. Delusion is your own imagination. When you stand under a tree, You find the shadow, there is no shadow above the tree, below the tree there is shadow, why? The tree has leaves, desires, the tree has branches, attachment, human life is a tree with branches of attachment and desires of leaves. So the leaves of desires, branches of attachment of the tree of life are responsible for this illusion, the shadow. Then once you come out of the tree, above the tree, there is only light, no shadow. Similarly, when you look up to God, there is no illusion. When you look down towards the world, under the tree of life, you are in illusion. So, you have gone. God has not pushed you. He will pull you out. Then I said these things to Swami. Swami was immensely happy. I told him, Swami, these are all the answers from your divine discourses. He said, I am very, very happy. At the end he asked, where did you have your dinner? <laughs> Swami, I had my dinner there in Sai Center at Anantapur. Did, you, did they serve all the items you wanted? Yes, Swami, they fed me very well. I am very thankful to them. And it was 12 o'clock by the time I returned home. And Bhagavan said, it's good at least you returned. I thought that you would settle there. No. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so happy. Next morning also he was asking me, how is Anantapur trip? Very excellent by your grace. So I conclude this session with uh, these questions. Thank you very much. May